This is an Onomi podcast. This episode is sponsored by Element Electrolytes. LMNT Electrolytes. You know it. This is my favorite brand of electrolytes. I am so glad they are my sponsor. Electrolytes are an essential part of me taking care of myself. I try and take electrolytes every day. Um, I do work out. I am an active uh, person in my body. But listen, electrolytes aren't just for those of us who exercise regularly. They're not just for athletes. Electrolytes are for everybody, you guys. Electrolytes regulate so much of our body's balance, hydration, nutrient absorption, and we lose electrolytes for all sorts of reasons, sweating, crying, sleeping, uh, drinking, right? Dancing, walking, like we are losing electrolytes throughout the day, so it's really important to replenish them. We're talking sodium, potassium, magnesium. With Element, you got no sugars involved, no uh, artificial ingredients, uh, and they got some pretty fun flavors. One of my favorites is uh, the lemon habanero. It's actually spicy. I know some of you aren't going to like that. They got plenty for you to choose from. It's a salty flavored water when you when you mix it in water. Citrus is really good. Watermelon's really good. Like I said, I like the spicy one. But you can try out all the flavors, all right? Right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash growdevin. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash growdevin. And Element offers no questions asked refunds. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose except a better body and better hydration. So get in there. Hello, growers, grown-ups, babies, inner children. <laughs> We're figuring it out. Uh, welcome back to the pod. Today on the pod, I have one of my uh, favorite people in the world. I'm, uh, yeah, she's, she's one of my closest friends. Uh, I love her dearly. She is a photographer. She is an author. She's an entrepreneur. Um, and she's just one of my favorite people in the entire world. And I get to share her with you today, um, which I kind of want to be stingy. You know, I kind of want to keep her to myself, but not today. I'm, I'm going to share her with you. Um, she has a book out, a fantasy novel called Aphrodite's Sister. It's the first in a trilogy. It is uh, something she wrote while she was going through her own process of accepting her queerness, accepting that she was gay and accepting that she was an empath and felt really deeply about the world. And she kind of wrote this fantasy allegory with Greek gods and goddesses about that journey. And it's a wonderful book. And she's a wonderful person. And we talk about, yeah, identity, her process of growing up, uh, what it was like uh, embracing her own gayness, um, her uh, incredible business that she built with photography and this book that is now out. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited for you to meet her. She's the best. I love her dearly. Uh, enjoy my talk with Kelly Balch. I've been living in the shadows. Speeding, rolling. Speeding and rolling. We're speeding and we're rolling. <laughs> Kelly Balch, I'm going to try and uh, be serious with you. Same. Let's try and have a podcast interview. (laughs) This is going to be great. Yeah. Hey, how are you? I'm amazing. Okay. It's nice to see your beautiful face. It's always nice to see your face. I love you so much. I love you too. Uh, Listeners, watchers, uh, this is one of my favorite people in the world and a person who I want to talk to and interview and, and uh, expose you to. I want to, I want you to expose yourself to them. 
ready to be exposed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, what, what day is it? Um, Kelly, hi. Uh, welcome to my podcast. Yes. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. You're just killing it with these podcasts. Thanks. It's been a fun year with these. Yeah. But anyways, let's talk about you, Kelly. Um, I love you so much. Uh, I've gotten to watch you grow over... I don't know. Have we been friends 10 years now? Something like no, that. No, it's been like Over? almost 15. Oh, my goodness. 14, 15 years? Yeah, goodness. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten to watch you grow as a person, as an entrepreneur. You started a business that like creates this incredible life for you and brings a lot of joy to people. Uh, now, well, you've been an author, but now... Now you're an author to me because now I finally right. read your book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you have a new publishing uh, yes. company. So. Like, uh, stepping into that role for yeah. sure as more as uh, an author. Yeah, which yeah. is incredible. Um, that has actually it, like really blew my mind because you've talked about your writing for years and I just never read it. And as I was starting to read your book, I was like, oh, Kelly like wrote a a book book like <laughs> Kelly like wrote a, a novel I love like, <laughs> I love getting your your voice message and you're just like yo you oh it's a real it's a real thing because <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's not that I doubt I didn't doubt no, I, I just had no concept for what your writing was and it was just like yeah hey dude because uh, a lot of people assume that it's going to be a photography book or like some stories of me doing photography and it's completely out of like, it's a fantasy fiction. Yeah. Queer fantasy fiction. So it's just like, and it's like based on my life. So it's, you're just like, wait, hold up. Yeah. And you were, you were just so cute. You're just like, cause I know that everybody says that they do things and especially in LA. Yeah. But it's like, oh, oh, oh no, oh, you like yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like beautifully written and like, I, it has like this rhythm and this pace and I really uh, have enjoyed what I've read so far. I haven't gotten all the Thank way you. through it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But tell me, uh. For the listeners, even though this is so weird interviewing you because I know some of these answers, but yeah, right? where did you grow up and um, how did you grow up? And how did I grow up? Yeah. I grew up in Palmdale, California, which is just like an hour north of Los Angeles. And it's a desert. It's high desert. Um, I grew up very in a, a beautiful home. You know, my parents are together and I have four siblings, but we grew up very Christian. Um, I think... Um, I'm more of the Christian person that out of like my siblings at the time, I was mm. very just going to church. I had a promise ring of <laughs> that. Those eyebrows I had. A, yeah. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I swore myself to Jesus that I won't have sex until I'm married. You broke that promise. I did. <laughs> I had sex with a woman. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up very Christian. Mm -hmm. And then I went away to college and I realized... Where'd you go to college? I went to... I got a soccer scholarship to go to Kansas Wesleyan, which is a Methodist school. And it was a very small school and still pretty like all white, all Christian pretty much. And it wasn't until I transferred to Kalu that I started taking more religious studies. I actually mm. have my minor in religion mm. and really delve into different type of spiritual beliefs which then started molding like, oh my God, the Christian belief just isn't just truth. There are many truths. There are many perspectives of that truth. Mm. Um, so I started asking the question, what's my truth? And at the same time, I was, I'm now I'm just rolling yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, baby. At the same time, I, uh, I met a girl on the soccer team and just fell in love with her. And that just broke my reality to transform and let it be a rebirth of new realities. Mm. Uh, and that's what, yeah, had that's you, grown up. Had you had inclinations that you weren't straight like before college? Or no. Really? Wow. Yeah, and it's hilarious because in my senior year of high school, my mom and my sister had like this intervention because uh, they, I've been hanging out with this group of friends and one specifically, one person I was very close with who was a girl. And they they thought we were intimate together and I was like astounded I was so just like are you kidding me how dare you and was so frustrated about that and I realized my frustration was that was a truth I was not ready for right like you, you know? were defensive because was it was so actually but hitting it was, something it was it was hitting something that was so masked from my religion that right. I I seriously was so aloof to it growing up in 
I didn't have a lot of boyfriends. I had a lot of friends. Mm. And so even in high school when I dated, I didn't actually date seriously. I had a couple boyfriends, but none that I felt so intimate. Yeah. Because I actually couldn't be intimate with them sexually. Right. right? And I just I had a lot of friends. And Mm. that's what actually fulfilled me at that time. Yeah. Uh, So when I was asked that and put on the spot of like, wait, are you intimate with a a girl? I'm like, what? I'm not even intimate with men. (laughs) So I was very asexual, I would say. Mm. Again, masked. Yeah. And so interesting that like your mom and sister like. Oh, they knew. Yeah. It's like that they saw it and knew before (laughs) Uh, you knew. Before I knew it was. Well, my mom, when I came out to my mom, my mom was in denial. She grew up very Catholic Christian and she was so in denial. It's hilarious because just this path, past Mother's Day, um, we were looking through just old photo albums and there's photos of me like short hair, ball cap and like running around with my shirt off and like I had Mighty Ducks shirt and my sister Kara was like, mom, how did you not know? We were like dying laughing because every photo was me being a tomboy and I'm like, I'm such a dyke. (laughs) So gay, mom, like how did you not know? (laughs) It was hilarious. Yeah. So it took college falling in love with a, a woman. And what what was that journey for you? Because, I mean, if you're just listening to this, guys, you can't see Kelly, but Kelly's Kelly's so attractive. <laughs> and also, and also you're so, to me, you're so expressed and so who you are now and so yeah. um, not straight. <laughs> looking at kelly you're like is that the most beautiful everything i've ever seen i mean what do you mean i'm not straight <laughs> straight when when i go out with kelly it's amazing everyone's attracted to kelly straight men gay men gay women Deb, you straight same women. you you're yeah kind of yeah, routine, you know what that's what's so you know what fun saying? hanging out uh, with you because <laughs> yeah, we're just like everybody it's just yeah, i love like, everybody let's go and it's not just our appearance it's literally our light like both that's why I love you and like we just you walk into a room and you smile and you're just like yeah let's have a good time ah, just I love you yeah same yeah same. <laughs> but you it had to have been a journey going from like uh promise ring to Jesus <laughs> dating boys <laughs> uh to like being embodied in yourself and like okay with your expression and your sexuality and what it is um so how'd that go post-college? Uh, it was, oh my gosh, post-college, I went into a deep depression, but it was a depression of an ego death, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, reality death. Mm-hmm. And so I really sat with myself for a while, and that's when I started finishing writing the book. And it was writing that pretty much was my therapy. Mm. And I got to just express everything in that book of of just how I felt and what was going on and it was still if you read the first book it's one of a of three Mm -hmm. right it's still pretty surface there's still not a lot of depth to it to me there was depth right because it was just a new new version of layer that I was uncovering of myself and then it wasn't until like the second and third book that I'm like wow this is even deeper Mm. um so you use the writing to like process absolutely change yeah Mm. I fin yeah so yeah that book was my kind of saving grace because I I had a broken heart we the girl that I fell in love with we didn't it, we were both closeted and it was just so toxic and so I put everything in, in that book and the, the pages mm. and that really helped me discover of like okay this makes sense just seeing how it is rewriting editing rewriting again putting more into it of just like the it zoomed me out yep. right and yep. it, it kind of like i almost disassociated a bit which i th- felt like it was needed because i was just like oh my god like this all makes sense yeah. this, the, these are all this is beautiful i was i mean coming from again a very religious perspective i still was seeing like how god was playing a role in this mm-hmm. um yeah so it was just really kind of it was really beautiful That's- of just the uncovering of who i am and yeah, I love that you used writing to do it. I mean, I get it. Like, I guess music for me is really what does it is oh, like yeah. if there's something I'm really struggling with internally that's like hard to process, if I can get myself to express it through something, 
it usually helps. It like puts it out here. Exactly. And yeah. then I can actually process it better because yeah. it's not just like stuck in me. You yeah, know? exactly. Oh, that's beautifully said. Yeah. So I love that you did that. Um, yeah, Kelly's. So that's so cool for any listener out there who's maybe going through that or working through your own identity. Um, that's what Kelly's book is literally processing is your time. Yeah. And you kind of see a, a lot of the symbolism of Christianity and how their view of, you know, being queer is. And mm. because there's a big plot line of how she get, gets kicked out of the, the heavens. Mm. And I didn't get kicked out of my home, but I definitely was, you know, neglected. Um, I love my parents now. They they love me to death. Yes. But at the time, it was very hard for my parents specifically to process it. Yeah. And so I felt like I was, you know, just exiled. Yeah. And that's dramatic, but I needed the dramatization for the book, right? For sure. But I definitely... But, but I'm sure it feels uh, that yeah. way. And within you know? myself. Yeah. Within, like, I went through um, a whole thing where I needed... I came out to my family. I came out to my friends. But I still did not understand and believe... Like, oh my God, is this my new is my my new timeline? Yeah, and it took me actually MITT. Mm. Are we allowed to say that? Sure. No, yeah, it took me just saying it out loud to myself and to Pierce that I just didn't know. I was just like, I'm gay, and mm. really having that sink in to be like, okay, now I need to take the next step, right? Mm. Yeah, when did it when did it start to feel like when did you start to feel like more whole with it, like more settled and less conflict about it? <laughs> um it's been like just little pieces over time mm -hmm. of understanding because I think if you ask me now if I'm like gay or lesbian or gay, just yeah. if you ask me now if I'm lesbian, I would just yeah. still say that I'm I'm fluid and I am me. And yeah. I, I still, I came out to my parents as sapiosexual, which means that I'm attracted to one's mind yeah. um, and one's depth. So I was more attracted to women because they were emotionally, you know, showing who they are hmm. and more in depth of the, those emotions. At least just the, the men that I was dating at the time, which were m mainly athletes, <laughs> didn't have emotional depth, right? <laughs> College I, athletes. College athletes. High school. Football players. High school boys. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. So I was more attracted to the emotional depth of women. And of course, I just am attracted to beauty in general. Yeah. Uh, but then as I was diving more into the world, I was like, okay, like, I, I see how I'm attracted to also men who are emotionally connected and have depth. Yeah. Um, I still haven't been with a guy, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't dated a guy. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm I'm in this box. Right. I'm very fluid. I've uh I've never asked you this, even though we're close friends. Do you have pronouns? You, you never needed to ask me. I, I yeah, I mean, but do you have pronouns you prefer? Do, like, yeah. I mean, like piggybacking off what I just said, I would say I am who I am. Yeah. My I'm Kelly, and that's always been the case. Uh but because society now is asking for pronouns, I yeah. would say, you know, she, they. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a female, so she. Yeah. But I still inside feel not, you know, I, I identify as non-binary, so it's right. they. Cool. But you can call me Kelly. Great. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> dang, that, that wink <laughs> cut right into my soul, Kelly. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, I, it was just funny as I knew you were coming on. I was like, I mean, I call Kelly she, and I think she. She's she, but she's a she, she, she. But I also know, like, you're pretty like non-binary in your expression. So I was like, oh, I've never like asked. Yeah. <laughs> but I figured you would have told me if there was like right, a sensitive right. that, subject around it. You exactly. Know? Yeah, that makes me feel actually really um, comforted that you never needed to ask because it's just like something that I never had a wall or tension with. You yeah. know, it's just like no. You know. Yeah, I was like, you would if there was something sensitive, you would tell me, or I would feel sensitivity yeah. around it but yeah yeah okay yeah you see me you don't see y yeah i don't yeah it's beyond you know whatever your identities are is like i we're just in this life yes you know exactly, what I mean? exactly. <laughs> in this version right now Ex exactly yeah. uh so cool so we all we all have um different things in our life that kind of 
move us forward in our growing up. Uh, you know, sometimes they're called rites of passage. Yeah. Um, in some cultures, it's like locked in. There's like specific ceremonies for it, right? Yeah. To to really kind of accentuate. Hey, here's the rite of passage. Demarcate. You are you are becoming more mature, and so we go through the ceremony. In our modern lives, we don't really have as clear rites of passage. Um, you know, there's some, I guess, college. Yeah. Um, marriage. <laughs> Divorce. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah. there's like, d there are some, but like, yeah. it's not so ceremonious as, you know, some cultures. Um, what do you think your rites of passage have been? That's a great question. Um, I even write my, a whole version of the rites of passage in the, of the main character in the third book. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It's quite beautiful. But um, I think how I am, I evolve, I think, pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not afraid of change. And therefore, I go through a lot of different versions of rites of passage. Mm. Um, yeah, marriage being one of them was like, all right, this is a new timeline that I'm entering. And then divorce was another big one of like redefining who I am alone. And then mm. actually just yesterday, I went through another rites of passage because I've been trying to let go of one identity of uh, being a photographer, a queer wedding photographer, and now being an author. So that was like a huge hit of like self of like grieving over this identity and mm. having to kill that off, right? That's what rites of passage is, is that you're killing off your your young life and mm. becoming an adult. Mm. But we have a lot of macro and micro rites of passages right. through our life. right? And so this was another, I think, macro for me or semi-macro of like that was an identity and now I'm going to another identity. Are you stopping being a wedding photographer entirely? No, not entirely. Okay. But I'm going to start putting more energy into um, into being an author and, go and seeing these books through. It was just photography was really, I think I, I came to a, a ceiling and it wasn't giving me as much joy anymore. Mm -hmm. And so I'm always like, what's bringing me joy what's my next step yeah and so yeah being and an it's okay is. to evolve and let go i think so yeah yeah i know some people be like no i'm content with this but um finding a little ma like micro you know ego deaths or rites of passage i think is very very important yeah i think so like just letting yourself shed an identity throughout our lives you know it comes yeah. in it comes in big cycles yeah exactly. and like you're feeling a little stuck. It's like, yeah, probably because things have gotten a little stuck. So yeah. be willing to go through a little discomfort and change it. Um, you did create an amazing wedding photography business and just like community. Like you're amazing at that. I've gotten to edit some of your photos. You did. And I've gotten to <laughs> be at some weddings with you. And oh like, my God, yeah. I, I was so impressed watching, right? Because a lot of people... Um, a lot of people can say they're a photographer. A lot of people can take photos. Yeah. Um, not everyone can build a sustaining business and brand and like demand for themselves and bring as much like light as you do to uh, the people you work with, like your clients. I've seen it. It's incredible. Um, and I got to watch you build it over 10 years and be like, damn, Kelly, you're a boss. Like you really built a business. Thank you, Dev. Yeah. Thank you. That really means a lot. Yeah, sustainability with, I think, is just not in the technique. It's in the the empathy towards the clients. Mm. And I have a lot of empathy, but now it's like, okay, I need to actually now do a little bit of selfishness and a little bit of like, what's my what's my next new path? Because hmm. I think any wedding photographer knows that you give so much of yourself. You hold a lot of space. And so now it's like, that's part of the new rites of passage is like, I don't think I've ever been selfish. Um, and so now it's, I think being selfish is not toxic. You, it can turn into a toxic trait if it's, you know, on the one side of the pendulum. But um, yeah, I'm now trying to be a part of that of like, now I need energy. That's awesome. I think uh, that happens to us at different times in our life. And for sure, getting into my 30s, like, that shift really started to occur of like, all right, these next 10 years, like there's things that I need to make happen. Yeah, there's yeah. things that I desire for my life, like big picture that I'm gonna have to prioritize. I'm gonna have to choose. I'm gonna have to be clear about. I'm gonna have to choose me. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to choose this vision and this path. 
and choose who I'm like in my life with. Yeah. Like I have to feel that all the relationships in my life have this reciprocity of of energy, not mm-hmm. not of some of them are work relationships, right? And I need reciprocity there. Some of them are just love and friendship and intimacy. Yeah. But I need it to be equal because I'm bringing a lot and I want a lot from my yes. life. Yes, exactly. So I need the people in my life to match it. Yeah. Um, we talked yeah. a lot about this too, you and I, just like, you know, every day to day and like seeing you grow and like giving so much and then now being like, okay, now I'm trying to build it and then having kind of reservations about that. Yeah, absolutely. Like just holding and you're like, I don't know which path. And it's just been, I think that, you know, we are told, like, I didn't realize now these these terminologies of people pleasing, right? Yeah. I, and like, yeah. I, I, I realize there are, are small, like, small kind of toxicities to that to small little identities of that of like okay people pleasing could be good but also to an extent not 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 so much right yeah. and the so intention's like finding, good with people pleasing right. you're trying actually to be good you're good intention but it actually just doesn't work you got to find the balance in yeah. like all these different identities and all these sub characteristics of the of those identities and yeah. i think it's and that's what i realize of like okay i have to actually get an get an ego a bit of an ego because yeah. a healthy ego because I need it, it helps move things forward of what you're trying to actually accomplish. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, nobody's going to know about you. Yeah. And so ma- maintaining that healthy ego and also that healthy yeah. of people pleasing. And like you said, you know, the, t- the type of reciprocity. 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 You got it. Reciprocity. Yeah. <laughs> the reciprocal energy of <laughs> Like that's been like very, you know, prevalent on our tongues, I think, for the past couple of years. Yeah, because it, it 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 matters. Yeah. <laughs> Recipro- Reciprocity. That w- that means something in another language, I know. But- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's been an important part of my like growing up has been letting go of the the people pleaser in me. Yeah. And being willing, like you said, to health. an extent, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I still, yeah. oh, I'm still. I, my default is still kindness to yeah. people. Yeah. Um, but just not like making it the the top of the pyramid in my like priorities, you know, yeah. or my virtues. Yeah. Um, and you said healthy ego. I love that man. Like baby spirituality, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I just mean like new spirituality when you're first touching it is like. Oh, no ego. I need to be egoless. I need to just be, I don't have an ego. I've gotten rid of my ego. Yeah, yeah. That's an ego. Yeah. Um, Oh, for sure. Oh my God. That's the baby spirituality is, is you first touch any kind of whatever, higher something, higher ideal, and you go like, Oh, I, I'm selfless. I help everyone and I don't have an ego. And then uh, maturing for me has been figuring out none of us get to not have an ego. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. life, man. We we are an individual self too and you have to have some level of ego. And like you said, not ego, not conceitedness. Yeah, not, that's a different version I'm of it. better than other people, not let me put people down. None of that business. Just I exist yeah. and I have wants and desires yeah. and I'm going to express them and like do them. God, well said. Dude. Right. You need a podcast or something. That was really good. You know what? I'll look into yeah. that. Yeah, please do. Can we get a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> could I, could I have a podcast guys? No. Well said. Um, yeah, that's been, that's been a real journey of like fully coming into actually like, how do I make my ego? How do I how do I integrate it? How do I become a whole yeah. person? How do I become okay that I have an ego? Yeah. And stop trying to like spiritual cliche my ego away, you yeah. know? Walk hand in hand with it and being like, "Okay, I need you for this." Yeah. Because if if not, then like nobody would know who you are. Yeah. Um I think the ego helps voice. Yeah. Or is voice. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it's the individual self, you know. Yeah. And it's beautiful, actually, like a lot of people, I, you look on my feed and there's so many people that are doing podcasts or speaking out. And I'm like, this is beautiful. This is a healthy ego. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depending use your on, voice. Yeah. Like, use your use voice. Use it. Have Even, a voice. It's, and, it, and it's beautiful because it's their truth. Yeah. And so do you need, does it need to resonate? No, but at least they're speaking their truth. Yeah. Because I think for so long, our society has been suppressed by like 
yeah, our ego needs to die and all that stuff. And yeah. it's like, okay, it can die, but then live and like let live and keep in balance with, you know, with, with self. Yeah. Yeah. I've also noticed like a lot of, um, a lot of people who default towards like niceness or shyness or even compassion, it's like those are the people we need to have more voice and yeah. be leaders more. But like naturally, those people will shy away from leadership more and the people who will take it are like kind of the more like oblivious, like brash, actually egotistical, yep. like one side of the pendulum. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's who usually is willing to compete harder, to rise to the top, to use their voice, to say, this is right. And this is wrong. Yeah. And it's like a lot of like the sweet, open understanding people. It's hard to find your voice when you're like that because you're sweet and open and understanding. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I, I'll let other people speak, you know? Yeah. I know I had a ton of that in my 20s. I'm right. like, oh, I'll let, I'll let uh, the, you guys speak. The observer, you know? though, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's the observer. And yeah, like you're saying, just like the people pleasing of the like, okay, I, I want everybody to have a say. Yeah. Yeah. This has never been a part of this podcast, but I'm going to make it uh, a part of the podcast, which is, what's your sign? <laughs> you're adorable because that's such a, queer thing to do <laughs> i'm a little queer <laughs> i love you god i love you so much i'm like straight just with like a little bend you know yeah. <laughs> like, ah. yes. there's a little there's a little flare on yeah, my straight i know that's why i love going out with you because you're just like no. <laughs> um so what's but your sign my sign's and, a capricorn and do you identify with it yeah uh that's part i mean like you know this and that's probably why he's asking but mm -hmm. um i'd love doing birth chart readings and because there's so many different layers to it. So it's my moon signs of Gemini rising as a Sagittarius and all three, three of those main things um, really identify and they kind of come in at different points and aspects of, uh, of being. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Cause I was just doing a reading the other day, um, a birth chart reading, but also I do the energy work as well. And I was doing a reading and they are a Libra and a Libra is very, um, am I allowed to go into this? Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, yeah. Cool. And a Libra, <laughs> a Libra is very understanding. They're both sides of the scales. They, they weigh every option. Yeah. Um, and they are this, the sign that actually is the biggest people pleaser. They're called mm. the peacemakers. Um, so then I look at your other different signs and they had a North node in Capricorn. Your North node is who you are destined to be in this life. Hmm. And theirs is a Capricorn. And Capricorn's energy is they are they love success. They love climbing the ladder of success. They mm. are very pragmatic. And it's the goat. So I was telling her, I was, I was saying, you got to channel your Capricorn for certain type of decisions. Mm. Um, when you see yourself in conversation, just letting people fight or come, you know, or not being able to speak, channel that Capricorn and be thinking logistically and just talk it out or... Yeah. And that really helped them. Yeah. What's your sign, Dev? I'm a Pisces. Yes. I'm a Pisces girly. Yeah. And um, my uh, my moon is in Sagittarius. <laughs> and my rising is a Cancer. Oh my God, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like I like astrology. I like the patterns of astrology. Like, of course, some people judge it. That's fine. People judge everything. But um, I like the the patterns it lays out. And if you ever get your like full birth chart done, there's no way a bunch of that doesn't resonate. Oh, for like, sure. Like when I read the full, you layout, got yours done. Yeah, I've had like the free you know cafe astrology one done. Yeah. What's your um, North Node then? I don't remember. Oh, I just remember the this. main three, but it's in there, you know, and, and all of it. I was like, yeah. Or the things that didn't resonate with me in, in the breakdown of it were things that specifically life experience had shifted out of me or something Ooh. specific that I had worked on. But I understood what it was saying that like maybe that was in my default. Wait, but, do we want to talk about that? Do we want? I mean, we can talk about yeah, it. There's no rules here, Kelly. Yes. <laughs> this is this is growing up I with Devin, and I'm Devin. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, I want to know what. How do you know what time Wait. I was born? It's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the what inter did you? Say? No, no, be no, because the internet. No, 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 because the, the internet, internet lies. Says, <laughs> guess what? If you Google Devin Workheiser's net worth, it says four million dollars. Mine says nine million. Guess what? Ooh. I don't. Yours says nine. Mine says nine. Bitch. <laughs> It's the Capricorn baby. 
Um, that's hilarious the internet lies but maybe it's a capper i don't know wait yeah i, I do like know. success yes and that's also why you probably were good friends because mm-hmm. i love a pisces person because we get to de- you know talk in depth about life and everything else and that's my favorite thing and that's yeah. in my saturn yeah and i think you admire my capricornness among yeah. a- among other things <laughs> I went to blink. <laughs> and you blinked both your eyes. That was the smoothest yeah. thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe. Maybe my north node's Capricorn. What's his south node? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. That we'll, is we'll, fascinating. We'll do it. We'll do it off air. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love any insight I can get into. I don't like the parts of astrology that are like, Ooh, next week's gonna be bad. Right. You mean tarot reading? Tarot, I don't know. Tarot is fine, but just even astrology, it's like, ooh, guys, the moon and and then Saturn's doing it. So next week, it's bad. That stuff, I don't like. Anything that I can actually use to connect to myself, my patterns, or my life, and just use neutral, like, Give it to me neutral and then I'll make it work or not. Like, I don't like, uh, yeah, I don't like the parts of astrology that's like, ooh. Well, those are, those are what the performers, we say it's a performance act. Yeah. Um, I mean, they will tell you that like right now we're going through Pluto's in Capricorn and Pluto shows the shadow sides of systems and it can be any kind of system. Um, and however, it's depending on that person. You have free will regardless. Right. So if someone's going to be like, oh, no, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. And so technology is going to communication is going to be bad. And it's like, oh, no, I still have the free will and I have pretty good communication. So let's see how that's going to end well, up. Like, and right? your whole specific life is coming into it. Like there's no way every nothing in this world I've found is like an absolute. Nothing applies to everyone. Like, yeah. There's absolutely there's always variance. So, yeah, that's the side of astrology I don't like. But I do like the side of like, look up your birth chart, get a little insight into, oh, I do like that is a pattern of mine. Yeah, right. I love that. Because then with awareness, then I can have like choice. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I find you can get some good awareness from studying your. Absolutely. Astrology. If your north node is in Capricorn, that again, north node means that this is who you really need to channel in order to be in this life. And this that's a lesson that you need. You're doing it. With this, po- with everything that you were doing, you're actually doing it. And that- my life and being has gotten better yeah. the more I lean into um, that side of myself of like oh, actually beautiful. having a vision and seeing it through and working hard and taking the steps and being boundary and being all those goat. things. Being that goat. Yep. I'm a goat. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, goat. <laughs> I don't know. It's a journey. It's yeah. a journey. I'm trying to figure it out. It's a goat's journey. <laughs> yeah. I, I was... I was not effective when I was uh, just people pleasing. Like, that's what I noticed. It's just like, I was not effective in life. I wasn't able to affect change. Ooh. I wasn't able to impact things that I wanted to. I, like, I was ineffectual. Um, and that got very tiresome for me. It yeah. was like, no, I, there are things I want in this life. Yeah. And there's impact I want to have even in a positive way with friends. Like, I, I, do, I want to be... I want impactful. to impactful. Yeah. It's interesting because the word con- contribution has been actually just, you know, in the orbit. And, and that's what it is, is I like that you said that you were not being effective. I mean, it, it is an effective quality to have like people pleasing because some people do need to have that energy given to them. Yeah. But it wasn't being effective that you realized that it was actually like contributing to what you want to be contributing to in this world, in yeah. this reality. And it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, deepening people pleasing wasn't deepening my relationships oh wow it was weakening that like i feel like there's more respect understanding and depth in my relationships since uh i stopped people pleasing and just started being kind of an asshole sometimes i know that we got closer because i admired your boundaries actually you putting up boundaries and and knowing like no this is what i want really like clicked within me yeah. of like I'm not kidding I want to thank you for that because mm. I was just like oh I really respect this person and they're holding up boundaries in the most kindful way and I'm like that's how I want to do it yeah so 
Yeah, we've been we've been on this little journey together. Together, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it took my heart exploding for me to learn it. So you know, yep, with mine too. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. it took yeah. me totally wow. being destroyed for me for the pain to be big enough to force me to understand why where I needed to change. Yeah, isn't it interesting that like there's a pattern there of any time that there's heartbreak that you reform and and rebirth into oh, something. That's why Taylor Swift's albums and albums just keep getting better and better. <laughs> she just goes through. You're a Swifty, huh? Yeah. Oh Ramey, no, I'm not. Ramey's <laughs> over here stoked right now. Ramey's I mean, crying back there. <laughs> She's reminiscing on the Eras tour right now. Oh. <laughs> Wait, how was that? Yeah. <laughs> You went twice. <laughs> yeah. Can I go? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Dev, we're make, we're gonna make Dev go with this. I'm, or is that a boundary? I probably wouldn't go. Oh. So that's the no, queer. No. That's. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, no shade on on uh, the Swifties or Taylor Swift. It's just that's not where I'm putting hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Of not for me. That's not Going where my back hundreds to where of dollars. Where am I putting my energy? Yeah, I've got that. I've got things that feed me. Yeah. Taylor Swift's not it. But eat. Everybody but eat. eat. <laughs> I'll eat Swifty. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting somewhere, some Kelly. <laughs> um, amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Astrology, I know that's a big one. It's fun. It's fun to get into, guys. Just quit being so judgmental. Just have some fun. Get yeah. into the weirdness of life. It's yes. fun. There's Boxes no... aren't so cool. They're not. And anything resonates, right? Whatever, actually, you can listen to something, but if it doesn't resonate, then whatever. That's true. And if it does, you're like, wait, I needed to know that. Just look at the the message and not where the vessel it's coming from and just... Yeah. Where do you align spiritually these days, Kelly? You were Christian. Yeah. Then you were gay. Yeah. <laughs> Whole religion by itself. <laughs> I would have border <laughs> Christian and gay. No, Where do you find yourself these um, days spiritually? I, that's a great question. I believe in all different re religions and truths because I believe, again, what I was just saying, of, of, of all that resonates. Yeah. Um, but I mainly believe in energy. And yeah. if that's not a religion, but I believe in energy and I believe how people want to op use that energy. Again, going back to like with giving and, and receiving whatever that energy is. So I just go by that language and everything else around it is just kind of just contributing to my belief. Yeah. Yeah. Very vague, but. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a feeling with people that I've been trying to tap into more. I had, um, had Hanukkah on, who's this great uh, sensual arts teacher, um, lovely voice, could have heard her talk for six hours, just her like British accent was just oh, like, yeah, I was just that. like, keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, she was talking about like, we all have a sixth sense and it's not uh, seeing dead people, but it's our intuition. Yep. It's, um, <laughs> yes. it's our intuition and I just- Which in a turn is seeing dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for some people, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's theirs. But, um, but I loved that because that's been a huge part of my growing up as well is- like you talked about energy. It's just like intuition for me is just learning to listen to that thing in me that is guiding me, mm -hmm. learning to listen to what I know to be true, where I'm supposed to go, who I'm supposed to interact with yep. and not, not denying it, not judging it, not numbing it, like have a good relationship with your intuition. And the more I've done that in my life, the better things have gone. Oh, absolutely. It's pretty easy, right? We always complicate things. And then even when you, everybody, everybody has experienced this, is that when you come across somebody and you feel any type of awkward or tension, instead of just like, you know, dismissing it and just going over it, sit with it. And that energy, that feeling will tell you something. And right. we, it's like, we don't have time to do that, but we do. It's pretty simple. Right. Yeah. You don't have to just push over it and say, yeah. everything's okay. Like, yeah. yeah, whatever that tension is, like, even being curious about it, it might shift. It's not to yeah. say like that little tension means don't engage at all, but no, it's just that's what like- that's I'm saying, ask it questions, yeah, right? Yeah, just be there. Yeah, because it could be like, oh wait, is this energy from like, I don't feel safe or is this energy feeling of tension feeling, oh, I kind of like them or they're making me find a different perspective of things. Right. Like, what is this? And then literally just like sitting with it. Um, I don't think we ask ourselves enough questions. Agreed. And we're afraid to ask like a lot of deeper, deeper questions ourselves because our, we know the answer. Yeah. 
if you like let yourself know it. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that yeah. and that like first intuition with with uh, people and friends is is just a good indicator of things, and we should put more value on it. It's yeah. Like, how'd you feel when you met that person? Like, yeah. Because sometimes we end up being friends with people where it's like. I, I maybe wasn't aware of it, but I don't think I liked them from the very beginning. From the like, very beginning, right? Like, because why was I ignoring that feeling? We do that with relationships too. It's like our first Facts. date, right? First date, you meet somebody and you're like, okay, I feel this way. But then over time, we start bejeweling them with different things and different out, out, outsources. And it's like, okay, I guess that matters. And we convince ourselves to actually like be like, okay, we do like them. Right. When that initial feeling was like, no, right? you know, no, not today. Right. You, you know. put ideas on them and expectations and uh, potential and all those things rather than like, how do you feel about them when you're around Just them? holy. Yep. Because that first person. meeting is a soul, energetic soul connection. And then we were like, well, they have this job and then they're going through this. And then like, well, they have this and these friends. And like you start again, just bejeweling them and you're yep. like, it doesn't matter. That soul connection meant and the initial template, right? Was That's it. it. Yeah. And everything's built from that. Yeah. Oh, I've said it on the pod before, but I'm going to repeat it until uh, I really, really know it. But uh, the, some of the biggest learning for me was recovering from my people pleasing was I used to empathize with why everyone else was the way they were, like empathize with all their reasons and their story and their backstory. Oh, their behavior is this because of that, because it's actually a beautiful trait is is yeah. empathy and understanding people. But I was doing it at the expense of my own story, my own opinion. What do I want? What behavior yep. do I want to uh, agree with? Uh, and it was such huge learning when I went like, wait, I'm empathizing with everyone else and I'm actually disconnected from my yeah. own. Yeah. What I want. Yeah, exactly. I have a theory that that's where anxiety leads is that when we actually disconnect so much from who we are, we actually start getting frazzled within our own body. Mm. I mean, anxiety can is many different things. Yeah. But the if to its core, I believe it's however it manifests itself is yeah. you not connecting with self. Mm. And that's where the anxiety is. Your body is literally telling you like, "Wait, what what's going on? What do I believe what's happening? I don't trust myself." Yeah. It's not trusting self. Do you have practices that you use to connect with self? Oh, all the time. What do you oh got? My God. I mean, every day I wake up and I do meditation. And and I think we have a lot of uh, answers in our dreams. And so, but when we wake up, we're on our phone. We're into the beta state, I like to say. It's beta is our, our actual what we're doing right now. And then we get out of our theta state. And theta state is where we have all the answers. You know, meditation is that mm. right before you fall asleep and right when you wake up. And so I sit there and I ask questions of self and I spend time with self. I make sure I really, really know what my energy feels like, because when I go to the outside in the world, I am now mingling with different energies. I'm a huge like empathy person. Yeah. And a lot of people are right. And so we put those energies on ourselves. And so. I always have to maintain like going back to how does my energy feel? What is what is that? And of course, like working out, feeling body, movement. Mm. Movement is such a huge thing of feeling, okay, I'm in this reality. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I'm feeling myself. I acknowledge it, right? Mm -hmm. And then again, just the other experiences of just even talking to people and trusting and Deva, actually, you have taught me a lot of trusting my word and trusting what my beliefs are. Because yeah. you know, like through my breakup, I lost all sense of identity because yeah. I was neglecting it. Yeah. And so I had to regain my self-worth, re regain self, you know, self and be remembering of like, okay, I can trust myself. Mm -hmm. And I think we we our our problem is, you know, is is just not trusting mm. ourselves. Yeah. And it comes with Comes with time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Comes with time. Comes with heartbreak. Does come. It's T Swift. Comes with pain. She knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. It, it really, it really does. Like, man. And uh, so, <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I would see people in their thirties, and like, some of them were great. Some of them had this like, just like, like glaze. This glaze yeah. over their eyes. This. This like shocked, yeah. <laughs> numb glaze in their Going eyes. Life, yeah. And I never understood it when I was younger. And like now I, I get how you could arrive to adulthood and all the things you go through 
and actually be at a place where it's it's not settling, where yeah. you're actually in a little bit of shock and just like numbness and not knowing how to process all it. They're going to the day to day and doing their thing. They're going to a job they do not like. Yeah. And think that they need to do it, right? Yeah. Again, bejeweling it. Yeah. With things that they need to be doing. Yeah. And it's just you really just start dissociating from life. Right. And yourself. And your and self, which is yeah, right. life and self. Right. Um I in my book, the main topic it talks about emotions. She's it's called the goddess of emotion, right? And it's because she's never felt before. She's an she's an empath and she feels other emotions, but you can feel other people's emotions, but not actually understand truly what those feelings mean. And so in the beginning of the book, she she's just this empath and she's like, okay, they're going through all these emotions and she's kind of still disassociating from life. Yeah. And then until she fell in love, that's when she really was like, holy shit. Oh my God, this is what feeling, sh- breaking through and feeling alive, but then now going through all the different variations of feeling and through feeling and through emotions, she started understanding who she is. Yeah. And that's what I really believe in life is that if you do not feel, yeah, because society tells us not to feel, yeah, but if we go against society and tell us how to feel and understand why we're feeling something, we will understand ancient ancient like information that we've had buried within ourselves yeah buried under trauma yeah um that's why i love actors and actresses they really have to really dig in and feel yeah that's why i love you guys like i yeah. think my yeah, whole you, group of friends yeah, are actors friends and actresses. so many actors <laughs> and i like they helped me they re- you guys have really helped me mm. learn how to dance mm. <laughs> Get, like and learn how to laugh like hysterically and cry. <laughs> yeah. I used to not cry, <laughs> and my friends were like, "Cry." Yeah, no, go. And there's information in your tears. Yeah. I fucking love you guys, <laughs> <laughs> and we love you. <laughs> yeah, that is true. As actors, we're definitely uh, more uh, hungry for emotions. Like we we're a little indulgent in them sometimes. It's like. It's like, oh, I'm crying. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> We're freaks, man. They were freaks. <laughs> um, but feeling is is it, man. It's it. Uh, I, I liken that to like the masculine and feminine, right? And like emotion and uh, being willing to be with emotion and not control it and yeah. just like be with it and allow it is is a feminine trait. Yeah. Um, you know, not female, feminine, feminine and we all have energy. masculine and feminine and like where toxic masculinity comes from, I think, is men who aren't in touch with their feminine. It's like they've cut off their connection to their own emotion. Yeah. And when you do that, you're going to distort as a being because... Distort as a being. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, you're like, you're going to like bend and like just, you're going to become weird because emotions are are happening whether we want them to or not. And they're in our body. Like, man, I can't tell you how many times over the last couple of years I've been like going through something for like maybe months at a time. And I'm someone who thinks I am in touch with my emotions, right? Like I try to be, I actively try to be. I see, I see that. Right. Yeah. But still it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And the bigger the pain, right? The bigger, the difficult emotion, the harder it is to access. And like, mm. I, I there's been so many times over the last few years where I didn't even realize for months I've been running from a difficult emotion. And it took like either a friend, a breakthrough on my own or in therapy, just going like having myself stop and have the mirror held up and go, oh, yeah, it's this feeling that I've been running from. Mm. This is why I've been feeling numb and disconnected is because I've been running from feeling this. And as soon as I feel it, it might hurt a lot, but there's like more space. Which you feeling know? was that? It's been different ones over yeah. the past few years, but like, I mean, it's all of them boil down to some, your emotions, they can feel complicated, but really they boil down to some core sentences. I'm alone. Yeah. I'm, I'm abandoned. Afraid. Yeah. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like they boil down to these core sentences and intellectually you're like, I don't believe that. And it's like, it doesn't matter. That's what the feeling is saying. Yeah. Is, oh, I'm alone. But what's interesting and what I, we've talked about this too, is that mind, sh- mind, you know, your mind shifting, your mind changing and being like, okay, since it's a feeling, it's an energy. 
I can actually transmute that energy yeah. now that I know what it is. Yeah. As long as you can access it. Yeah. yeah. So now that you've accessed this, it's like, what am I going to do with it now? Yeah. And then, and then transmute and be like, okay, well, I'm fear of this. I'm afraid of this because of this. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, what if I do this? Yeah. Then I won't be fearful of this and yeah. transmuting that energy and even using that fear. Yeah. Again, that's what I love about ego is it, it's right. It's Use using it. Yes. it as a power. Yeah. Yeah. And just, for me, it's like, we, oh, it's so easy to distract, like phones, coffee, yeah. Oh, yeah. weed, social yeah. <laughs> media, friends. We, like there's just, it's too easy to distract from those feelings that, yeah. that you, I cannot even realize I'm doing it. Right. Like, oh, we all, all I'm like, us. oh, I didn't realize I've just been distracting myself. So just even like you said, in the morning, even just taking time to ask myself, what am I feeling? Where's my energy at for the day? Yeah. What do I want? You know, what's there, what's present. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, clearing energy as, as well as like, because when you wake up, you're still feeling something. Yeah. Uh, and then clearing that. And, but yeah, um, I want to go back to what you were saying with, um, oh my God, I just blanked. <laughs> Are you high? Yes. <laughs> or kidding. obviously, I don't think I should actually. Actually, Kelly, that. actually, Kelly doesn't. I do Kelly not. Kelly doesn't smoke. handle weed well. I do not. Kelly doesn't handle weed well. I watched her many times. I, I watched her. I watched her hit a bong way too hard on a camping trip, and I just said, "Uh oh." And then I just watched her by the fire just spiral into the ground. <laughs> and she goes, "I gotta go to bed." I gotta go to bed. It's not okay. And then I remained being paranoid in the tent. Thinking I, I was dying. I loved it because I knew you don't smoke weed. And then I saw you just rip this bong. Like, I don't this even is, hit bongs like that. This is toxic ego. <laughs> yeah. This is toxic ego being like, yo, hand me that. <laughs> I got this. And I was just like ripped one. Never knew. I literally had to help have Chris. Oh, yeah. Show you how show to do it. Show me how to yeah, do yeah. it. <laughs> and then you're just across sitting in the hammock like, that was a big rip. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Done. Yeah, good times. Um, I haven't smoked since that day. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Not even a gummy. Can't even do a gummy. <laughs> yeah, it's not, you know, we different, my different body, strokes for different folks. My body literally will not, I don't think, break it down properly. <laughs> um, alcohol is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I have control of that, but not marijuana, which kind of really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You're like, I want to be that person. I want to like have, yeah, smoke a work. joint with you or Sorry, a spliff. Dude. And I'm like, it's so funny because like you guys would just smoke a spliff and I'd be like, yeah, let me hit that. And you're like, no, we're wasting our weed on you. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I know. And we're going to lose our friends. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to hit it Most and then just like disappear. And then I literally would go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Well, then that's Kelly. Yeah. That's funny. It's okay. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> um... We get to travel this summer. I know. That's cool. I'm so excited. You, you've traveled because of your business. You've traveled like all over the world. Yes. Right. I mean, not a lot of the uh, Asian continent. Okay. But yeah, a lot. Do, do you yeah. have an uh, uh, an agenda to hit Asia? I haven't really yeah. gotten much either. And actually, I do want you want to go? I've been wanting to go to Japan. Yeah. I was supposed to go pre-COVID, but then COVID hit. Yeah. Um, I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Thailand. I want yeah. to go to all the all those places. Yeah. Maybe we'll figure something out next year. Yeah. Because we got Europe this summer. We do. I'm excited. Stoked. What are you most excited about? Um. Well, I always love being in Europe. I just, I just love it. I love being there. But what am I? I'm most excited uh, to be on a trip with you and Yordi. Like, yes, I, I love, I love anyone who's in my life intimately at this point in my life is chosen for like it's for sure. Yeah. There's no like it's for such a reason. And so when we get to spend good time together. I love it. Yeah, me I too. love getting to spend like quality time with you and Yordi. Yeah, it's charging. Yeah, um, exactly. Like I know that you have some business travel coming up and then so do I. So this is the last, almost the last trip of the year and I'm excited to do it to just be when I, when I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to France and they're like, oh, for work. And it's like, no, no. I'm for actually vacation. for vacation. And yeah. it's like, whoa, I'm going on vacation. Yeah. You, you don't do a lot of that. I feel like you <laughs> always like pair it with work. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It took like a couple of days off. Like work-life balance. During a work trip. During a work trip. Yeah. But it's still just like not. It's not the same as just not the same. being gone for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something we got to use. If we're going to live this weird life of being artists in LA, not having nine to fives and not needing to ask people for time off work, yeah. we got to use that. Yeah. You know? 
Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's smart. It's again part of the balance, right? Yeah. Cuz um, yeah, mom it's like my mom's hit this age where you know, it's it's easy to hit hindsight is like a you know, it's easy to look on your life and learn things in hindsight. Um but you know, we do things for the right reasons at the time and and like my mom has lived her life the way she's lived. I mean, she raised me and my sister, thank yes. the Lord. Um but she's in her 60s now and she's like, "Man, She's like, I've never been to Paris. Oh, my God. Is she going to join us? No. That would be (laughs) kind of fun. (laughs) Um, But she's like, I've never been to Paris. And like now I'm, you know, older and there's like pains and like I need to do this sort of soon. And just that realization of like, man, if there's things you want to do in your life, go do them. Like, go go get there. Get there as soon as you can. You know, one of my like least favorite things to hear is um oh i you know i gotta save up or you know like or oh you know i'll i'll do that later kind of thing and it's like that is actually a procrastination of fear yeah um when you want something i mean as humans we go after it right and yes money does come into it but if we actually just trust that we're gonna make it happen yeah oh my god everything aligns and you end up doing it yeah so, well, and I talked with Ramey on this podcast about like, y- you can travel cheaper than you think. Exactly. Oh my God. You just got to actually commit to like, no, no, no. I'm going to find a it. cheaper flight yes. and I'm going to find a, a affordable Airbnb or hotel. Like, yep. and you just kind of, you get in there and you get a little cutty with oh, it. Exactly. Like, and oh like my God. sell something in your garage and like, you can, right. you can, yeah, you Bring can find ways. To, to the point of like, I also believe in law of attraction and manifesting. So it's like, once you put your mind and you tell God, universe, source, whatever, I want to do this. Oh my God, everything starts to, uh, you find the right ticket or, Dude. you know, your friend's like, yo, you can stay with me here or Dude. I have a friend of a friend. Everything literally comes to that, alignment. That was me last summer was. I, I, I'm I, going off that yeah, story. Yeah. I'm literally was thinking like, of you. I woke up, I was 31. I had wanted to go to Europe uh, my whole 20s and didn't. And, you know, then the pandemic and my life had gotten so small in the pandemic. I woke up, was 31, right. was like, oh my God, like. I have no girlfriend, like no job right now. The no money, mo- the money wasn't really there, but yeah. I was like, this summer, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm going. I'm buying a one way ticket to Europe. Like I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm doing it. And I just trusted, like, yep. I'm pretty much gonna spend all my money going, but fuck it. Yes. And then right before I went, uh, a deal came in that paid for my yeah, trip. yeah. And then you also stayed with friends. Like, yeah. We yeah, I made it work. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's like the like you're just like yeah, I want this. Yeah. Um, and I know that's a lot harder than to actually do, but I I don't think it is. Right, think, it's both. I think like, it's like, yeah, there's gonna it's taking a leap of faith. Yes, it's just saying I'm going to do this, and I'm I doing trust this because, that it's gonna work because I deserve life. Yeah, and I want life. Like I want things. You yes, know? <laughs> be willing to want things. Yeah, I want yeah. to learn. I want to see a different culture, a different yeah. community. I want to. I, I'm getting so stagnant in my day to day. I dude. need, I need it. I was as so humans, yeah, as humans, COVID. we need it, dude. Yeah, we need diversity. You were still amazing, you know, doing what you were doing. Oh, we were creating a ton, but like my my life was like my apartment. You yeah, know? yeah, you're like right. we were creating a lot, but like just stagnant in diversity and variance right. of what's going on in my day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got really inspired by you during COVID because you were creating and making the most of it. Yeah, and I Theo was just, and I were going in. God, it was so inspiring because I was like, oh my God, I'm an artist. What am I doing? Dude. Going through a divorce. But yeah, hey. <laughs> I wanted that. that in, like you inspired me for that for sure. I love it. Um, Kelly, I love you so much. I love you too. Uh, I'm going to sell your book right now, okay? Kelly wrote a book. It's called Aphrodite's Sister. It's one of three books. The mm-hmm. next two are going to come out mm-hmm. after this, mm-hmm. even though you've written them. Yeah. Um, new publisher. It looks incredible. Um, this is for any of you out there. I mean, especially if you're queer and working through that identity. But if you're an empath, if you feel that you um, feel more than those around you, if you feel a little in touch with magic that, you know, the people in your community mm. don't see or connect to, if you're just going through that process of letting yourself be the weird little magical being that you are or the weird little gay being that you are. <laughs> <laughs> this book is is about that journey. And it's, uh, I mean, it's a fun fantasy kind of romance novel yeah. with Greek gods and goddesses. It's it's lovely. It's written by the lovely Kelly Balch. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. You're an author, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I got to add that to my yeah. understanding uh, of you, you know? Do, would, do you want to write a book? I feel like you should. 
I do. Yeah. Um, but uh, probably in like 10 years. Yeah. People like were telling me during COVID, like write a book. And I, I was, that's, yeah. My, I, I, I don't think I'd want to write a novel. I'd want to write some kind of like memoir situation. But I, my life hasn't reached the places I wanted to reach in order to do that. So it's like, it's later. Interesting. Yeah. You I'm, still have, you were like, I still have to, growing to do, growing. Because like, yeah. Fully. The story, like if I wrote it now, we're, I'm like halfway through, I think. Like, yeah. There's not enough. There's not enough story there yet. I have stories. Sounds like a sequel then. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel to Devin. The growing Devin up Devin 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love you so much. Uh, do you have, it's a broad question, but do you have uh, a life tip for our listeners? A life tip, it would be to spend at least 20 minutes with yourself, rem- remembering your energy and really trusting yourself, whether it be a small thing or or a big thing, just trust yourself mm. and the tools that you're given. Use those tools. Mm. All right, we're gonna do a a little. Uh, we're gonna do a little breath, and um, we're gonna welcome to LA, my listeners. <laughs> um, we're gonna do a little. Are breath. we doing DMT? <laughs> no, no, okay, no. Okay. That's later. Okay. I'm gonna show you <laughs> how it's done. Is we're gonna we're gonna breathe and we're gonna uh, say a couple affirmations mm. on the exhale. Okay. You ready, Kelly? Yeah. We're going to breathe in. And on the exhale, we're going to say, I belong. Okay. I belong. I belong. And now we're going to breathe in and we're going to exhale and we're going to say, I trust myself. I trust, I trust myself. myself. And then we're going to breathe in. And we're going to exhale and we're going to say, I'm enough. I'm enough. enough. Something like that. That's. Something like that. This is why I love you. I love you One too. One of the many reasons. Yeah. I love Thank you Thank you for having me on here. Thanks for being on. Yeah. We'll have you back on sometime. You yeah, know? that would be fun. Yeah. Maybe after our trip, we can regale people with stories wow. of, of the south of France. And our other rites of passage. That's right. Yes. Which is what? I don't know. Oh, okay. We're going to be going on. Oh, we're going fi- to we're gonna, we're yeah, gonna, gonna yeah. pass through them. Yes. yes. Amazing. Um, I love you so much. Uh, people, check out Kelly Balch on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Are you Kelly Balch photo or just Kelly no, Balch on Kelly Balch. Kelly Balch on Instagram? We'll we'll put it all in the in the YouTube notes. Um, Aphrodite's sister is out now on all the things, right? Mm-hmm. Barnes and Nobles, uh, Amazon, and yeah, you can Google it. Yeah, there. Aphrodite's sister. Get that if you're looking for a little fantasy romance, accept yourself identity journey. Some queer love. Yeah. Some queer love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Love you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>